Oh, what's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting, and positive news. So if you believe in yourself and the world around you, Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the positive truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Doing wonderful. How are you feeling, Tim? I'm doing amazing, sir. I'm feeling uh, a little inspirational. <laughs> Always on the nose with the inspiration jokes on these Fridays. <laughs> we try, man. We try. We have two inspirational stories. Before we get to those, make sure to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Helps us out so much. Helps us spread our message of positivity out to the world. Five-star review, please. We also have a Patreon where you can help support this podcast by helping us donate to wherever our Patreon members want to. We do that every month. And you get a bonus positive news episode. It's a wonderful time. Only a dollar if you'd like. Only a dollar to help spread positivity. Doesn't take much at Doesn't. all. But I like your inspirational story, Tim. Let's hear about it. Let's get it, man. So I have a story about an auto finance manager by the name of Eric Catalano. So uh, he was an auto fan finance manager at the time anyways. And his friends were like, hey, you should just be a tattoo artist, man. You're really good at it. You might as well. Eric was doing it part time and was trying to learn whatever he could. But then he ran into a friend named Mark. So in 2018, Mark ended up losing two of his fingertips um, in his left hand, and it was life-changing, but not life-ending. So after getting made fun of at work a little bit, Mark- They made fun of him because he lost fingertips? Oh, you know how guys are together. <laughs> Come on now. You ain't roasting me if I lose my fingertips. <laughs> I know. I don't think I would. After a few years, you guys definitely would roast me for it, and I would laugh at it, and it'd be all good and fun because that's how our friendship rolls. And just like their friendship, I definitely get it. <laughs> you know you can feel the roast. <laughs> Oh no, but so Eric basically, Eric basically was like, you know what, I'll go ahead and do it. And whenever he was like going to do it, he didn't think anything of it. Mark didn't think anything of it. He was just like, oh, this is going to be kind of funny. But after he did it, it went from, oh, that's cool to, wow, are you serious? Now I'm going to show JP exactly what he did. This is before and after right here. Before, and you see the after, sir? Well, that's pretty crazy. Exactly. So he basically did it to make it look realistic, right? And he didn't have very much experience doing anything remotely like this. He posted to social media, and of course it goes viral, man. Like when I saw it, I was like, are you serious? And what ended up happening was people all over the world, not just the United States, were hitting him up to do surgery or do tattoos for them to cover up scars when they had surgeries or bites or anything like that. So what Eric started doing is he started doing this for free. Dude, he started doing it for free. People were coming in from all over the country. Um, I have a story from Leslie, who's 32 year old. She's a dog breeder from Mississippi, and she was bitten in the face by a puppy in 2014. She underwent countless surgeries to collect, correct, uh, to correct the scar on her lip. Um, long story short, short it had no hope. She was depressed, didn't want to leave the house. But then after seeing his story, she drove to him. He did it for free, and she has the, all the confidence in the world. He covered up the scar. She says, it's like, it's not there. I can't believe he did this. I wish I could pay him more, but I have nothing to give. Now this goes back to Eric doing this for free. He was like, you know what? Yeah, I go through some rough times, but whenever I have a finished product and I see how their face looks, it's worth it. I know I need to continue doing this. Now what's dope to me is his friends realize he was doing this for free. The people that are he's getting tattoos from realize he's doing this for free. So he quit his job and ended up working for free to help people. Well, partially, he's still doing tattoos that he charges people for, but partially, yeah. He's doing probably half of his tattoos for free. But the cool thing is, is that people started to go fund me page for this man. And he ended up raising about $20,000 um, for him 
because he's doing tattoos. Yeah, for but free. it's not even for him. It's for the people that have been scarred. Exactly. So he can continue doing this. And for himself, he said, you know what? People spend over $16 billion a year in cosmetic surgeries. If I can give a little bit of my time and help them out versus them spending that much money, then this is all worth it. And he could be making a lot of money. And he's not. He's doing it for free, just like us on this podcast, man. We're choosing to let everybody know about these stories versus out here trying to charge somebody. I think this is amazing. This man right here is a true hero to me. He's an inspiration because he's using his skill. Shout out to Bruce. That really doesn't look like a tattoo. It looks real as can be, doesn't it? I thought it was, when I saw the, I didn't look at the signature's missing. really good. I didn't look at his fingertips missing. I just saw the hand. I was like, this is a normal hand. What are they talking about? Where's the tattoo? And I had to look at the left to see it, man. To me, remember when we talked about Bruce, how if you don't have money to give, give your skill. And that's exactly what he did. This is why to me, it's an inspirational story that I wanted to share with you guys on this beautiful Friday. Perfectly said, Tim. It's going to be a classic episode because my story is really good too. Oh, I'm excited, man. Before we get to that, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each. Because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for hoodies. It is hoodie weather in Oklahoma. It's been hoodie weather for like 24 hours. It was 90 degrees on Saturday. Dude, it was... That's like 32 degrees Celsius for everyone using superior metrics. I hear you, but hoodie weather is my favorite time of the year because I don't look as skinny in a hoodie. Nobody knows how much I weigh. It's a win-win for me, man. Yeah, little dude problems. You know nothing about that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I used to be skinny. When you were like 12, 13, and look at me. Uh, nah, like... Dude, I fit into a, a hoodie that like I... 10 years ago. My aunt got me a Miami Heat hoodie when I was in third grade. I still fit into it. True story. Yeah, you told the story last time on the podcast. And this is why I love hoodies, man. And I told you, I was like, if you tell that story, the Heat are probably going to be eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> and you were just telling that story all right when they got blown out. <laughs> they did. It's okay. I understand. They were tired. It is what it is, but I just don't like the Lakers. <laughs> well, I, uh, I like all basketball. But that's not what I'm grateful for today, even though that would be awesome. I'm grateful for productive arguments that lead to, like, change. Like, the arguments where you both care so much, where it's like... It's like the details you're hammering out. It's like nothing is personal. It's just like we just got to get to a goal. Those are the best because you're so focused. Love it. Everybody else gets stressed out. JP thrives in those moments. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> because to me, that's not a real stressful scenario. A real stressful scenario is like the one I'm going to talk about from Christopher Havens. This is the first ever, by the way. First ever follow-up inspirational story that got even more inspirational. I'm with this. Let's go for it. So if you didn't hear the story of Chris Haven, when we talked about it, I don't know, probably like two months ago, he was a convicted murderer. He's 40 years, he's 40 years old. He's been in prison nine years after being convicted of murder. He dropped out of high school, went off the rails, couldn't find a job, became a drug addict. Ended up killing someone and has 16 more years to spend in prison. When he got to prison, there's not much to do that's productive. So he started learning math. You remember the story? I do remember the story with the math. So he taught him, he got every math book in the jail library and taught him everything. He ended up using his little work money he's getting, a little dollar a day, whatever. 75 cents, I think. And he ended up buying a calculus book, knocked it out. And he ended up knocking out all math. And they didn't have a math book large enough for him. So he ended up mailing, he sent a 
a written letter to a professor like, hey, I need some help. I have no one to talk about math with. I love it. So the professor was like, all right, I'm going to send him this problem. There's no way he can do it. A few weeks later, professor got the problem back and he was like, oh, oh, like this is like a doctorate level question. He's like, this dude really thinks he's good. I'm going to give him this. And he's like, wow, this dude did this by hand with no internet. So when they ended up working together and ended up solving a math equation that had been a theory for like a thousand years. So he ended up getting published with the doctor that he sent that letter to in a, in a math journal, in a scientific math journal. But the story gets better, Tim. Oh, man. We're not even to the inspirational point yet. Keep it I mean, we are. But now we're at, now we're at the follow-up story. So all this is happening, right? And this story starts getting out there. And a 15-year-old reads about it and he's like his name's Walter Blackwell and he's like man that's the most incredible story I've ever heard he had no resources he had like no math books not like he had very little math textbooks and he just went out and did it himself and so Havens was like I want to start the prison mathematics project online where I go online and I teach I teach people in the prison math which is what he started doing he's like if I if I make this online I can teach more people He's like, whenever I get out in 16 years, I'm going to do it. So we got this letter from Blackwell, and he's like, I want to make it happen now. He didn't know he was 15. So he was like, you think you can make it happen? He's like, yeah, man, I love math too. We can make it happen. I can't believe you overcame all this. You inspired me so much. I'm going to figure out a way to do this, like, worldwide. So they ended up, Blackwell ended up, like, calling him meeting me. He's like, wait, wait, you're 15? He's like, yeah? Is that is that a problem? He's like... I just expected an adult. <laughs> so 15 year old also loves math. And he's like, man, like, let's do it. So the Havens, the mathematics project that was just, he was just teaching the people in his prison cell. They worked together in these past couple months. And now it's basically, they're going to work to make it nationwide in the United States where Havens is going to be given math online math projects and they're gonna be able to show it in these prison populations and they're gonna like print them on like a zoom occasionally at like certain prisons and have them help people do math because Blackwell was like yeah I'm gonna go talk to people and that's exactly what he did and now they're gonna make it happen you take a convicted murderer he's like he basically says like a lot of people they just always look at you like you're a prisoner no matter what but he's like I really believe in a rehabilitation and then I met this 15 year old and he doesn't realize how much he inspired me because he was like, cause he has all these, he loves math too, but people are like, oh, you're 15, like we, like, we really don't care. But he's like, I don't care if you think I'm 15, I'm gonna still make it happen. And together, they're out here changing the world for the better. Dude, it just, it's wild to me. A 15 year old and an inmate come together to teach math? Wicked. <laughs> it is wild. To people in prison for free they're going to get out and have more skills and be better rehabilitated. Rehabilitation is the key word there, JP. This the United States has a lot of people in jail. And this was a prisoner and a 15-year-old youth, not the government, that's making it better. Just throw that out there. Dude, shout out to them. Shout out to them. My favorite part was inspiration. We need more inspiration to more inspiration to more positivity. Do solid. So like, one of the quotes Haven says is he's like, society has a 
preconceived idea of what prison, prisoners are like, which can make it difficult to work with people in the outside world because they're not taken seriously. Whenever you interact with people in the community, it's sometimes hard because you leave with I'm a prisoner and they treat you like a prisoner instead of a peer. So it's really hard for him to teach math outside of a prison population. So I'm inspired by Walker because he experiences the same thing I do because of his age. People are like, oh, he's a kid. So it's like, we're just going to brush him off with kids driven like nobody else. He went out and made the connections and made this happen. So yeah. I can't believe that was an inspirational story because it really was, man. That's awesome. Classic episode. On the Positive Truth Podcast. Tim, do you have a quote before we get out of here? Absolutely. Accept no one's definition of your life. Define yourself. Like they are. Do sabes. We appreciate everyone for listening. Stay positive.